Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite movie podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer. We are your average film enjoyers, Jagger and Trey. Jagger, my friend, how are we doing today? We're doing good. Doing great. Good, good. Um, we are is just giving everybody a heads up. These episodes are going to be a bit shorter because we're recording a bunch of them ahead of time because I am leaving for vacation for 10 days. Um, so uh, we will not be doing movie news or trailers or what we've been watching. So these uh, episodes will be primarily our reviews of the films so they will be much shorter 
Um, today, we are back to uh, our IMDb series, which I believe is number 224. Um, today, we are reviewing uh, Rob Reiner, uh, his uh, coming-of-age film, which I think is probably the best, my favorite coming-of-age film. Um, we are reviewing uh, Stand By Me, starring uh, Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, uh, R.I.P., Jerry O'Connell, and Corey Feldman. Uh, also, Kiefer Sutherland is in this. Um, uh, Richard Dreyfuss is, then, is in this. John Cusack. Just a great cast. Um, little synopsis for everybody if you haven't seen it. Um, after learning that a stranger has been accidentally killed near their rural homes, four Oregon boys, shout out Oregon, um, decide to go see the body. On the way, Gordy Lachance, Vern Tessio, Chris Chambers, and Teddy Duchamp uh, encounter a mean junk man and a marsh full of leeches as they also learn more about one another and their very different home lives. Just a lark at first, the boys' adventure evolves into a defining event in their lives. Um, yeah, Jagger, you have this rated a bit lower than me. Um, I know you still enjoyed it, which I'm very glad because I do. This film is very close to my heart, um, and I do hold it very highly. Um, so I'm glad you at least enjoyed it. Um, why don't you give us your opening thoughts? Um, so my opening thoughts as represented in my review are that this is like a incredibly deep and layered film with some Mm -hmm. of the best child acting i've ever seen um but it's just not a personal favorite for me i think that it was very good but it didn't click with me on like a personal level as other films have i just found it to be like it's very good and i think that's about where i draw the line with it i have it at a three and a half for 65 out of 100 like i said very good um but i didn't love it as much as i know you do so i would like to hear from you why this film is that close to you um i it's hard to you know, you know how there's like films where it's hard to like put your finger on like why it connects with you so much, but you're just like, when I watch this, I feel good, you know? Yeah. It, I don't know. It's just something about this film. I was shown this, I don't know, probably five or six years ago by my dad. Didn't appreciate it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't appreciate it as much at the time. And then I rewatched this a few months back. Uh when I did a little Rob Reiner run. Um, First of all, we'll get to that in a sec, how underrated of a director he is. Um, My man has had some great films. Um, And I rewatched it and I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. Um, You, I mean, to go into something you already mentioned, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about, we get debatably two of the best child acting performances of all time. Um, Corey Feldman, who I think is the greatest child, like Linda Blair in The Exorcist, that is the best child acting performance, but the best child actor who I think had the most great performances, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, as a young man in the 80s, is outstanding. I mean, you have the Goonies, you have the Burbs, you have Stand By Me, you have Lost Boys, 
he was in just a lot of great stuff and he's always really good um but the one i really wanted to talk about who i think is the best performance in this movie is river phoenix um who plays chris chambers um who i think is the most uh heartbreaking and layered character in this film um I'm wondering for you, who is your favorite performance here? Because we get a lot of great performances in this film. All right. I'm going to have to disagree that Corey Feldman had the best performance in this movie. I think that he gave a good performance for sure. But I think you're you're between Will Wheaton and River Phoenix for the best performance here. Mm. Will Wheaton in that final scene with the, or in that close to final scene with the gun, um, mm-hmm. Gave a performance that just showed someone who had been sort of, like, you could say that he'd been messed around with quite a bit, walked all over, Mm -hmm. and he had just had enough of it. And that was a moment of complete cold. There's no emotion behind those eyes between, behind pure hatred. Yeah. Pure, like, blind fury. Yeah. Um, And I think that that was a moment that just made me go whoa (laughs) this kid's good um and you from river phoenix um everything that whole scene where he's like explaining why like the if i see you in those shop classes i will kill you and that whole moment i mean this is a very emotional film this is a movie that Mm. is driven from emotional sources does it have some of that, like, 80s teen comedy, like, jokes in it? Yes, but is this anything like that? Absolutely not. This is a movie driven from, like, it's almost a show of, like, don't mess around with child actors. They can be good. And mm. Rob Reiner directed a lot of incredible films, if we may just do that now. When yeah. Harry Met Sally, Princess Bride, Misery, Few Good Men, Spinal Tap, Flipped, Bucket List, just to name just, a few. And just, like, the the genres that span across of the films you just named, I mean, he's so versatile as well. I think I made a TikTok a while back on why he's so underrated. So, like, I mean, When Harry Met Sally, that might be my all-time favorite romantic comedy. Um... It's. I think it's so damn good, and it's so well written. Um, there's no. There's no moment like as funny in a lot of movies. Like a lot of movies can't capture the pure comedy as the line when she just goes, "I'll have what she's having." I mean, that is a funny. Yeah. Like that's a that's the peak of one-liners. Besides, I mean, Army of Darkness. Yeah, and but, I mean, we also get the Princess Bride, which I think is one of the greatest fantasy stories ever told. Um, and it's also so fun and funny, um, inconceivable. Like that whole scene is so good. Um, I have that. What do you have that rated? I have that sitting at a comfy five stars. Um, I don't have it rated yet. I don't have it locked. Okay. Yeah. It's one of my faves. It's my favorite criterion that I have. Um, and I mean, just the versatility that he is able to do is just unbelievable. Spinal Tap is great. Few Good Men is great. Um, But he's also, like, a great actor as well. He's been in a lot of great films. 
Um, you're just a super talented, talented guy, you know? Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Easily, like, easily, like, I mean, I'd say top 25, maybe 50 directors of all time. I'd oh, say it's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it took me a minute to put together, like, what number I wanted to have him in. But, yeah, 25, 50 directors of all time, easily. Yeah, I'd probably have him in my top 25. Um, I think he's super talented. Um, I think we get yeah. in this film, to go back to the child acting that we were just talking about, which I think is the strongest part of this film. Um, and he's also acted in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, guy's talented. Yeah. Um, but to go back to the child acting in this film, which I think is the strongest part here, is the acting performances. Um, there's so many scenes in this film that are just so unbelievably heartbreaking. Um, yes. Like, we get... Um, the The scene that always sticks out for me is it's one of the flashbacks... Um, that, uh, Gordy has, um, from when his older brother was still alive. Um, and it's obvious throughout this whole film that he has always lived in his brother's shadow, in his, in the shadow of his brother's greatness. And even after his brother died, his, he is still living in his shadow, you know? Um, yeah. and it's the scene where they're eating dinner and Gordy keeps asking his dad, Dad, can you pass the salt? Can you pass the salt? And his dad could not care less. He is just talking to his older brother. Um, and you would expect, and this is where I think Rob Reiner kind of goes, like, he he kind of, like, moves away of that football jock player archetype, is, like, his brother is actually, like, a really good person, you know? Like, and there's that whole scene where he... He's like, hey, dad, mom, dad, did you read Gordy's story that he wrote at school? It's really good. And he's like an actual good brother. I find that scene so unbelievably heartbreaking and find myself thinking about the emotions that Gordy is feeling, like this confliction of hating his brother for being so great at the things he was great at and having to live in that shadow, but also loving him for how good of a brother he was. I think there's so much to break down in the relationships in this film. Um, yeah. I was wondering, there's multiple scenes in this film that make me cry. Um, was there any moments like that for you? I know it didn't connect as, with you as much as it did for me, but I was wondering if there's any moments that you might have, like, there choked was, up. There was one moment that made me, like, half of me was tearing up and the other half of me was, like, gagging. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was the part where he like is looking for the canteen um and he grabs it from the brother's room mm -hmm. and like on his way out he's thinking about like his brother and like the thing about his brother like this moment with his brother that he really like like he loves his brother as you said yeah and he's walking out and he has that flashback and when it cuts back from the flashback the dad in complete cold blood just says to him you found it you mm -hmm. found it and he's almost, like, getting mad at him that he was in there. Yeah. I, I, that didn't... That scene kind of... Like, yeah, his parents are, like, the worst. They're the worst. And it's... 
It's really sad because, I mean, beyond this being a movie, you know that there is parents out there like that. Mm-hmm. And knowing that people have to live through something that when you watch it, you're like sad for them. Knowing that there are people that have to live through something like that, it mm-hmm. it sucks. And oh, I feel like yeah. that. And that's a lot of what brings the like if there's any parts of this that are making me cry personally, it's scenes that are hard to watch and just tacking on to that, that nothing in this movie necessarily couldn't happen. Mm. I mean, are parts of it less realistic than the rest of it? Like them jumping off the side of a bridge and just rolling like nothing happens. Oh my gosh, yes. dude. That scene but- stresses me out. Yeah, but I mean, despite it being less realistic, nothing here couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Kids running away from home because they hear about a dead body, in especially in this time that this takes place. Indifferent parents letting the kids go, the kids not caring because they hate the parents, and then the kids running away for longer than they had anticipated, but almost having no one care. Yeah. And because none of them have like great parents, none of these kids. Mhm. And they go on this excursion that could bring them close to death several times. Mhm. And they go, they find the dead body. One of the kids has a gun. He threatens the other kid with the gun. And then they get back home and everyone's like, "Oh, you're back." Yeah. It's all pretty realistic. So Mm -hmm. a movie with this level of emotion, with also this level of realism, it just adds to where, like, all of the heartstrings being pulled in this movie. It just Mm -hmm. adds another layer to it. Yeah. And we talk about these really heartbreaking scenes. So, But I want to make it clear to everybody listening, if you haven't seen this, this isn't just, like... A sad movie. Like you're not just going to be sad this movie. There are some scenes that are quite fun. And really funny. Um, yeah. One that. Ne- a scene in here that never fails to make me laugh. Is when they're switching taking watch. And Vern is taking watch. And anytime something makes a sound. He's like. <gasps> and then you see him. Bo- <laughs> and then something makes a sound. And you see his arms pop out from behind the tree. I That makes me giggle. Every time. Um, it's, yeah. yeah. It's such a great film. Um, do you have any last thoughts before we get into our four questions? Uh, no. I think we, per- we wrapped it up. It's fun. It's funny. But it does have a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of heart. Um, yes. So if you want like a draw, It's like a dramedy. Um, yeah. Perfect and, word for it. Yeah. Uh, so first question um who won this movie for you who won this movie for me mm-hmm. i'll say river phoenix i mean performance of a lifetime yeah yeah i i totally agree um it's the best performance of his very unfortunately short career um river phoenix if you guys did not know um, passed away at the age of 23 uh, from a drug overdose. 
Um, really, he's Joaquin Phoenix's older brother. Um, and I think this is the best performance of his career. Um, he's just unbelievable in this movie. So I totally agree with you there. Um, for you, what is the most rewatchable scene? Um, the most rewatchable scene. You know, I'm going to go for either the bridge scene, which, I mean, Vern crawling across the bridge, literally me. <laughs> um, but I think if I were to go for the most rewatchable scene, it's a tie between that and the leech scene. One of the most oh, iconic scenes. Dude. In this movie. When he pulls it out of his pants, I was like, Oh, I cannot even imagine how loud I would scream in that situation. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, yeah, the leech scene for me too, just because of how iconic it is. Um, yeah. Does this belong in the IMDb top two fifty? Hmm. <laughs> Since I know you're going to say yes, I'll just say I don't know. I don't think so. That's fair. Um, I think so. I think it's one of the best coming-of-age films. Um, I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, so I definitely think it belongs up here. I think, it, honestly, for me, it belongs higher. Uh, but that's just me, you know. Um... Last question. Do they beat Jack Torrance in a fight? No. No, they no. don't. Even if Corey Feldman is yelling at them, oh, uh, I'll tear off your head and then shit down your neck. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. They can bring the dog. Oh. Ripper! Sick balls! <laughs> oh, that was so funny. If they bring Ripper, do they beat Jack Dorrance? I think that's a fair assumption. I think that's a fair think, assumption. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Those are our four questions. Um, I mean, go check this out. I Would you recommend this to our listeners? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would. I would 100% recommend this. This is a five star for me. Um, one of my all-time favorite films. Um, 97 out of 100. Um, you know what, Jagger? Oh, it's uh, streaming on Max. Or Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. Um, you know what? This is coming out in two days. So this is on Tuesday. Why don't we do what we've been watching in the past few days um, for this one? And this will be the last one until I get back. Because I And then we'll do a makeup day. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll do, yeah, we'll do a makeup day where we'll do, that'll be like an extra long episode where we'll, we'll just choose a bunch of highlights from what we've been watching over the past few weeks. But I've been watching yeah. a lot of good stuff in the, I don't, what's the last one we we did? Um, I had like a four movie day. I'm proud of myself. Dude, that's like a tray day. Um, what was the last movie we did? What? Um, it was I, a double... I know for me. Oh, it was Baby Driver was... and American Ultra was Friday. The last one I talked about was Terrifier 2. And what's the date on that? The 16th. Okay, I think the last one I talked about was Lion. Okay, yeah, I got it. After, 
after we filmed, I did my two David Burns. Yeah. All right. Why don't you go ahead? Give us your uh, what you what have you been watching recently, Jagger? So I did the David Byrne double feature for yep, Friday. Yeah. True stories and stop making sense. Five stars for both of them. One's a ninety-six out of hundred. That's true stories. A hundred out of hundred for stop making sense. Uh, then I watched Rashomon, uh, an Akira Kurosawa movie, because I've been trying to like power through Akira Kurosawa's filmography recently. Um, yeah. A lot of great, great movies. Um, Rashomon, I have a four and a half, four ninety-three out of a hundred. Uh, then I watched Asteroid City, Perfectly Imperfect, 96 oh my God. out of 100. It's so damn good. There are a few scenes that make me laugh harder than when the alien comes down and she goes to take a picture of it, and he just goes, God, oh, it's so funny. And then I watched um, The Holdovers for a 96 out of 100 as well, five stars. Give us your quick um, thoughts on that. That's your 2020. What are your quick thoughts on The Holdovers? Because I, seeing everybody's ratings, I'm like, I need to see this right now. Okay, here's the question. Do you count Eyes Wide Shut as a Christmas movie? Yeah. Well, then this is my second favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um <laughs> This movie is, in the words of the director, a movie that's been locked up since the 70s. Every part of it feels like a 70s movie. Mm -hmm. I would not change a single thing about the plot. Um, if I was going to change one thing, it's the major continuity error that I, I, I don't know if it was intentional, but it bothered me that his lazy eye was changing all the time. And then at the end, they went out of the way to address which I was not the lazy eye. But I can name at least 15 points in the movie where it was. Mm -hmm. um, and it did not seem intentional at all. Uh, so that docked, I think, I think a good four points. But everything else about this movie is perfect. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, it is so touching. I, me and my dad went to see it in a theater at a 1045 showing of a two and a half hour movie. Which we did not know it was almost two and a half hours long. Um, being the only people in a movie theater gives you the full access to just let your emotions go. I sobbed through, like, a, a collective half hour of this movie. Oh, I'm um, so excited. It's so sad. Um, for so many reasons, but I'm not going to spoil it at all for you, and I will let you know that it is a masterwork of Christmas cinema. Hell yeah, dude. And we just love Alexander Payne on this podcast. Yes, we do. Um, then I watched Stand By Me, which we already reviewed. I, we gave full thoughts. Then I watched Good Time again, because uh, my brother had never seen it, and he loves that type of movie, and it is just so good. Was it Frankie um, that you watched it with? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great... It's so... The Safty brothers truly know how to make you uncomfortable. Um, I watched Stand By Me, Good Time, and my next movie with him, which we'll talk about in a second... When it comes to Good Time, um, it's the only movie where I have voluntarily felt the need to watch through the credits. Because there's that credit scene where he's walking across the room. I watched through the whole thing. Because mm -hmm. I believe that is an extension of the movie. Um, and the Safdie brothers know how to make you feel very uncomfortable. God, Talk about so uncomfortable. Let's hop, about one, let's hop from one really uncomfortable experience to the next. The next movie I watched with Frankie, Shiva Baby. Oh my um, god, dude. Ooh. <laughs> going back for, to, back to back from Shiva Baby to um 
good time. Really stupid idea. I will let you know. Dude, that, um, I would be like so wired after watching both of those back to back. Just like, I can't handle the anxiety. Uh, so I had only really seen bits and pieces of Shiva Baby. I, I, I thought I had seen the entire thing. I was wrong. Um, you know, like if you go on TikTok, you can watch Ted the entire way through. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was what I thought had happened here. I was wrong. Um, God, I went into this movie. I didn't know how this movie started. I had the volume at 100 hopping off of Good Time. I... <laughs> This was a very uncomfortable movie. <laughs> Dude, I, can, I just remembered how this movie starts. Your mom's like, Jagger, what are you guys watching? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this was a, this was so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. I, I kind of loved it, but kind of hated it. So I gave it three stars mm-hmm. because it kind of made me mad how uncomfortable it made me. Um, yeah. And my, my review kind of sums it up. Nothing remarkable, but a very good time loaded beyond the brim with second-hand embarrassment. I yeah, think dude. that that's... Yeah. Rachel, Rachel Sonat was unbelievable. She is so damn good in that movie. Should I watch Bottoms? I haven't seen it yet, but after watching Shiva Baby, I really want to. Because I have like just fallen in love with her. She is really good. And she was good in Bodies, 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 too. I haven't seen that either. You haven't? No. Is it good? Very good. Very, um, very good. But yeah, the entire time I was watching Shiva Baby, because we talked about this because I watched it last week, this was me. Yeah. I was just like, oh, oh. I just wanted to like rip my ears off and like take two vacuum tubes and just suck out my eyes. I was like, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. it's just so uncomfortable and I love it so much. And there's a, there's a lot of parts um and this whole movie is shot with, like, handheld camera. It's really shaky. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that just adds to it a lot. Um, not only does this movie reek of A24, um, there are a lot of parts of this movie where it's just, like, camera, camera, camera on all of the different things going on. And then, it sh- like, it cuts to her just, like, shaking in complete, mm-hmm. like, it's mayhem. And yeah. this movie feels like a, it's filled with as much mayhem as you get out of, like, Babylon. But it's just like a family, like a meetup, like yeah, a funeral type of thing, a shipa, yeah. um, and yeah, it's <laughs> so uncomfortable. My God! And then I watched Raging Bull this morning. Uh, w, de- the greatest poem in all of cinema. Yeah, well, that's that's a, that's a, that's a good few days of movies. Yes, um, it is. I've watched some good stuff, and I've watched some pretty crappy stuff. Um, starting off, I watched Children of the Corn, the one from 1984, I believe. Um, Not very good, was it? <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people I follow have it rated pretty low. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was good. Really? I'm I, three and a half. I'm also just a big sucker for cult horror. So like horror movies that are centered around a cult. Um, I love, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and I've been trying to prepare for holdovers, so I watched another Alex, Alex Payne movie. I had already seen Election, so I watched Downsizing. Um, another one that is rated really low among my mutuals, uh, but I actually enjoyed. Uh, three and a half stars. Um, I think it's definitely worth the watch, Jagger, if you have not seen it. Um, super wholesome and super feel-good. 
Uh, Christoph Waltz is in it, and he's great, per usual. Um, and then I watched a Jason Statham movie called Blitz. It's a Jason Statham cop movie. That's all you need to know. Really shit. Um, and then I watched Source Code for the first time with Jake Gyllenhaal. Jagger, have you seen Source Code? No, I haven't even heard of it, I don't think. Oh, okay. It's like a Groundhog's Day type movie. Um, like a living the same day over and over again. Um, but it's super original and really fun. Um, you should go check that out. It's streaming on Max right now. Everybody go check out Source Code. I had a great time with it. Jake Gyllenhaal, Vera Farmiga, Michelle Monaghan. Um, really good. Hi, Willie. Um, and then after that, I watched The Phenom, which has been on my watch list for a while. Ethan Hawke, Paul Giamatti, uh, and Jimmy, Johnny Simmons. Um, that was amazing. Um, kind of a slower burn baseball movie, but really, really great. Um, really great performances all around, especially from Paul Giamatti. Um, Stand By Me, which we just talked about. I watched The Late Bloomer with Johnny Simmons. That was real shit. God. It didn't it didn't seem awful. It was it there really was, bad. It was really bad. And there was not a single time during that movie that I laughed. Not a oh, single so it's time. Like Step Brothers. Not even a chuckle. Oh fuck off. Um don't don't make me have another Jurassic Park incident, Jagger. Um <laughs> and then I watched uh, the de- I, last night I watched The Death of Superman, uh, the DCAU movie. Uh, that's probably the one I've enjoyed the most so far out of all the DCAU movies. Um, I definitely didn't cry. That definitely didn't happen. Me crying at an animated superhero film. Um, that didn't happen. Not at all. Um, and that's what I've been watching. Um, so thank you for joining us today on The Average Film Enjoyer. Um, come back, join us Friday. We will be reviewing, um, doing our David Byrne double feature. Uh, we've just recorded it right before recording this, uh, with Jay, who we've had on a few times. Um, great episode. Yeah. We really enjoyed doing it. Really good episode. Um, we're reviewing Stop Making Sense and True Stories. Um, if you want to follow us on our socials, I'm Trey the Film Noob, TikTok, Twitter, Letterbox. He is Jagger Film Fan on Letterbox, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok and Twitter, and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. Let us know your thoughts on Stand By Me um, and uh, subscribe to our channel. If you're just listening, please leave us a review. We would love that. Um, it'd make us real happy. Um, and let us know what we can improve on. Um, I don't think there's much, so I think we're a pretty damn good podcast, and everybody should listen yeah. to us. Yeah. Woo! Um, Recommend us to your fr- film film buddy friends. Yeah. Yeah. We just talk about films all day. Uh, yeah, but thank you for listening, and we will see you Friday for the David Byrne double feature. <laughs>